You're listening to the Good News Gurus podcast, produced by the number one positive news website, Good News Network, sharing awe-inspiring stories from around the world and ruminations on how to be good and do good. Now, here's the show. Hey, everyone. This is Jerry, your Good News Guru. I've been AWOL for a while, but I wanted to bring you a special program that I did live on Facebook with a fantastic author, Tama Keeves, called Thriving Through Uncertainty. You can view the video stream on our Facebook channel, The Good News Network, but I wanted to bring it as an audio version to you loyal listeners who haven't heard from me in a while. We hope to be back with our regular good news banter and uh, show at some point, but I think you'll enjoy this in the meantime. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. This is Jerry. Welcome to Ask Us Anything, a live Facebook show where we answer your questions and reinforce a good news philosophy on how to live life with joy and abundance. We're so lucky to have Tama Keeves here. And she is the author of four best-selling books. Her latest, called Thriving Through Uncertainty, impressed me so much. When I read it last month, I had to introduce her to you guys. Um, She's a life coach and really fun speaker. And uh, let's bring her on. Hold on. Tama. Hello, dear. Hi, good to be out here. Ask us anything. Can you hear me? Oh, yes, I can now. My earbuds are finally working. (laughs) Yay. Thanks. I I want to be heard. (laughs) I need to be heard. (laughs) How are you, dear? What's happening? Oh, it's great. It's great to be out here. And I'm really excited to be doing this show together today. We're going to we're going to answer some great questions and have some fun together. So um, I'm I'm delighted to be here. I'm just so excited to meet you. Uh, I, I'm so thrilled that you read my book, Thriving Through Uncertainty. Jerry, as you probably all know, is uh, the founder of Good News Network. She's been doing this for 23 years. She's been through the ups and the downs of doing doing something amazing like this. She's been a curator of great news and great stories. And so, you know, again, you we want to hear what she has to say. I mean, I do. I want to know what she has to think about everything because somebody who's done that kind of work is very fascinating to me. So I'm so glad to be doing this with you. Well, one of the, re- the, the reason we're doing it is we were talking on the phone. I was going to get her to do an, a couple of articles for Good News Network. And we started talking and we hit it off so well. And we said we both love to talk to people and answer questions. And I said, well, we let's make it happen. So um, thanks to my new software, we've got it going on here. Hey, um, so let's talk about uncertainty in this weird time. Mm. Uh, a lot of people are feeling it during this pandemic. So I thought we could help some folks. Absolutely. So obviously, uh, you know, I wrote my book, Thriving Through Uncertainty. Uh, and 
it's it's been thank god it's been out there really helping people and you know the way that i started everything as you may know is you know i've been an attorney i'd gone to harvard law school and i'd been on partnership track and i did all these things and i walked out of everything at one point because i was so unhappy and uh faced you know to finally find what i felt called to do and so that's how my uncertainty started many many years ago that's how i started coaching other people and the the thing i know about uncertainty what i want to set this up for all of us who are listening today is that no matter what uncertainty is going on in your life, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what it seems like, your job may have changed, your marriage may have changed, your Zoom settings may not work. I mean, whatever whatever uncertainty you're dealing with, right? Uh, what I do want you to know is that there's already a path inside you that there's already a path inside you, that there's always an answer inside you. You know, I've been coaching for years and leading workshops for years, and I've never yet found anybody who didn't have an answer inside them. So that's what I want you to know. And the main thing I want to tell you about it is when it seems like everything is scary or, you know, going crazy or you don't know the answers or the world is uncertain, it's the time we're going to finally start to listen to ourselves. We're going to finally start to listen to what do I know? What do I think? So that's part of what we'll be talking about today. And one of the things that Jerry and I talked about was, you know, please keep in mind when you ask us a question, it's so helpful. It's so helpful. First of all, you're getting free advice. I mean, I do this for a living and it's it's not cheap, you know, and so, uh, so, and Jerry is an amazing human being to have her, to have her ear, you know, so that alone, but, but more than that, we're creating a community of support. We're creating a community of discussion and conversation. And so when you have the daring to a ask a question, it helps everybody, right? Because our answers, my answers won't just be for that one person. It's going to be for all of us. So we're going to go into this deep dive conversation, see where it goes. So if you're even thinking about asking a question, do it, give into it. It's going to help everybody. So just wanted to say that. Oh, well, I, I see a, a question already from Chris and I want to get to it um, later because I it's one for me. No, <laughs> it is an interesting question. In fact, um, so I will get to that later. But I, I wanted, you know, you mentioned the there are a lot of silver linings in the pandemic. Um, people are starting hobbies. They're they're picking up hobbies. They're starting uh, businesses, maybe with those hobbies. But you said something about turning within. You know, a lot of us we've had time now. Uh, what's important? I think, um, despite Thanksgiving, maybe not people not being together, um, we are all more grateful for the simple things in life and for mm. people, for hugs. Right? <laughs> but let's get to our first question. And a reminder that this will be fully uh, available on YouTube, I mean, on uh, Facebook after the show. So you can watch later if you can only tune in for a little while, if your favorite football team is coming on, for instance. Um, so the first question is from a woman who is right in the middle of the who right in the middle of the pandemic moved, moved to Tennessee and changed jobs after realizing she was not happy working from home for hours and she didn't like her job and where she lived anymore. So anyway, her hmm. problem is, quote, but now I'm finding it hard to make new friends in a new place because everyone is so scared of the virus and it's depressing. What can I learn from this difficult time? 
<laughs> you can learn to journal. No, um, <laughs> of, you know, it's a great question, actually, because, um, you know, when once uncertainty hits and then I, like if I could just get that good job, if I could just get into the right marriage, if I could just meet the right friends, like we all we all want those things, but we all want to fix our lives externally. For me, a lot of a lot of what I've learned and what I've seen in my clients is that the relationship we have with ourselves is the most important thing in all of this, right? The relationship we have with ourselves, that inner voice, like who you're going through this life with, right? You know, I have a chapter in Thriving Through Uncertainty where I say it's impossible to create a bad life if you're good to yourself. It's impossible to create a bad life if you're good to yourself. So the first thing I'd say to that woman is, those are scary changes. Those are big, big changes, a job, a location and friends. Can you be kinder to yourself? Can you slow down? Can you be patient? I, I can't. I mean, I can give you this advice, but I don't know that I can do this. But again, that's what, what I'm always learning is it's unfolding. There is no accident here. Something's happening. You know, sometimes when something you don't think should happen isn't isn't happening it's because something else is so what if this is a time for you and for all of us to start creating a different kind of relationship with ourselves where we're kinder to ourselves and we're more patient and you watch those crazy thoughts that say this is always going to be this way i'm always going to yeah. be lonely it's never going to change right like interrupting those thoughts so i think that would be the first thing i would say and just saying you don't even know yet You've just moved. You don't know where this is going. This is the beginning of the story. So um, be kind to yourself. Maybe get out on, uh, maybe get out on more walks. Walking mm. around, you can meet people that way, right? Yes. I remember, actually, when I first moved to Santa Barbara four years ago, I was on the main street in the city, and there was this older gentleman there, and I started talking to him because I love to talk to strangers. Maybe she doesn't when that's not, not as easy. But um, he said to me, did, have, did you join the newcomers yet? And I said, what's that? And he said, there's Santa Barbara newcomers. It's a group uh, of new people. And it was the best advice I ever got. Mm. I joined this thing, found my, found my entire tribe. And now, all, now we're all out of the newcomers because you can only be in it for two years. We're all great friends. So um, that I got from going on the road and talking to someone. So maybe there's a newcomers group in her neighborhood. Let's uh, let's highlight one of these. Um, I, I'm just going to back up, Jerry, for something yeah, you said sure. that was so great that I thought it was really great is um, the walking in nature. You know, like like for people, you know, like, yes, talk to people, but also what you just said, like, go on some walks, walk in nature, you know, of there's just something healing and comforting and grounding, because, again, it's our surface mind that's scared and terrified. But when we drop down and we relax, we know other things. So I just thought that was a good tip that you said. I wanted to highlight it. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of people out walking dogs, too, that that are happy to, I bet you, to talk to other people. So mm -hmm. I'm going to highlight this comment. Let's see. From Adrian. How do you balance seeking enough money and enjoying life? <laughs> <laughs> That's a big question. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, I will say, and I'm coming from the bias of, I went the other way. I went thinking that I needed to make money in order to enjoy life. I needed to have security in order to enjoy life. And so 
I became an attorney and, and, you know, worked horrible hours. And what I began to realize was that I needed to follow my calling. I needed to follow my dreams more than anything else. You know, for me, that was my number one priority. And so I always say that that needs to be a number one priority. It doesn't mean that it's exclusive of making money. It just means that maybe you're redefining what what's success to you, what's happiness to you. And again, if if you're listening to that, I'm making you know, because we live in a culture, we live in a westernized culture that's always telling us that money is happiness and you know prestige is happiness. And I love what you asked about how do you balance seeking enough money and enjoying life. First, I get I guess what I'd ask you and anybody else to think about is what does enjoying life mean to you? What does enjoying life mean to you? And if it, if enjoying life to you is I want to spend more time with my wife or I want to hike or I want to write a novel or I want whatever it is, yeah. then, make th- then make that a first priority and build the money question around that. People often say that the money comes when you follow your passion. Yeah, everybody's heard that, right? Very cool. Yes. And and, and and I'll just continue with that. And it may take some time. I mean, I'm not saying I had to make money while I followed my passion too, right? You know, but but again, I just didn't make money my passion. I didn't make money my God. So I took jobs that might not have been my total job, but they supported me while I did what I loved, which for me was writing, right? So it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to another question here from um, someone in advance. Um uh, she she's a little bit triggered because she might think someone's out to get her. So let's talk about Debbie. She feels like she's being ostracized, possibly maybe sabotaged in her work. She is following her passion, um, holding workshops and uh, classes about dog behavior at the, at a library and a community college. But now both these places have dropped her from the scheduling and not given her any reason. She thinks that it may be a competitor who went to them and said um, that she didn't have any credentials so that they should stop using her. So her question, and even though she's been doing this intuitively for 20 years and has had great results with her natural approach with dogs, um, she says, should should she confront the guy or should she just ignore the naysayers and keep trying to work with people and their dogs? Should she take an online course to get some credentials? Any thoughts? Hmm. Interesting question. Wow. I mean, uh, there's a lot to unpack there probably. But, you know, one of the things I heard in the question was this thought that maybe I need credentials. Maybe I need credentials, right? Um, but I also heard she's been doing this for 20 years successfully. She mm-hmm. loves it. To me, mm-hmm. that's a credential. I have the experience. I have the credential. I mean, so that's what she said, that it, it that that is like a credential. It's totally a credential. And she probably know, has lots of references, you know, from people I, who had great experiences. Absolutely. And, and I would, I'll go so far as even to say that, you know, love is your greatest credential, meaning something that you love, something that you're moved to do, something you feel passionate about, you know, uh, and especially, I mean, I wouldn't say that if you wanted to be a brain surgeon and you didn't have training, <laughs> you might need, you know, but you have 20 years of experience of credentialing. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of showing up and shining and doing your passion. I'm not as big a fan of fighting with people you know, and, and going back and fight, you know, I might also find out what's true because sometimes we make up stories in our heads about what he's doing and why. And, you know, so, 
Maybe you want to have a conversation with them. Maybe you just want to have a neutral conversation if you can. Or or, at, or maybe, you know, get up the courage to ask the community college, why, yes. why did you? Because that is one thing that she is doing. I mean, it seems like she has a basis, but often we assume that people have done things or we assume what their reasoning is. We assume what they're thinking about us. And that that's something we all do. And it's it's one of the four agreements in Don uh, Miguel Ruiz's book is never assume. Do, do not assume what other people are thinking or doing. Um, so maybe but she could um, she could not even focus on that. You know, one of the things about the good news philosophy that I came to while actually putting out good news for people, I thought, oh, yeah, I can do this in my life. Focus on the good in my life and not focus on where the kids are going wrong or, or, you know, boost what they're doing good. Focus on what they're doing good because then you'll get more of that. So um, maybe she should focus on maybe another way. Why doesn't she think about using social media to, to have a dog class or a workshop, you know, and, and give up the library and the community college. There's other I think that's a gr great advice because it really is true that what you focus on just grows, right? What you focus on and, and what you said was really very powerful also about we are making up stories all the time. And so there's nothing wrong with just asking the community college saying, I love this work. I have 20 years of great experience. Mm -hmm. If you can't use me, that's fine. I'm just mm -hmm. curious getting feedback. Why? Could have just been, it could have just been like, oh, our programming changed or blah, blah, blah. But um, I love what you said about um, focusing on what is working, because, again, if you focus on what you really want to do with it, maybe you're going to come up with different means to do it, different ideas about it. So thank you. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, let's see. I have another question here from Cynthia. She's 57, single and lives alone. That's my story nearly. <laughs> so, and it relates to the pandemic as well. Um, working from home and being isolated has been very difficult for me, but I was able to reach out to friends and family and started counseling online. Woohoo! Congratulations, <laughs> Cynthia. She also started walking three times a day, adopted a black lab to be her new walking partner, and lost 30 pounds. So, here's the problem. She's looking forward to the uh, pandemic being over, but not uh, looking forward to going back to sitting at a, a job that requires um, her to be behind the desk for eight hours a day. Any advice? Oh, you know, first of all, a fantastic, like, oh my God, you were talking earlier, Jerry, about silver linings in the pandemic. Here's a great one, right? I lost weight. I'm walking. I I got a black lab. Like, wow, there's yeah. great silver linings. Um, you know, and and you bring up a really great question, which is, I don't want to go back. Like, oh my God, you know, I've got this good life happening. Yeah. I don't want to go back. I think that's a very common thing that's evolving right now. And yeah. one of the things I would say. Ain't no going back, baby. Ain't no going back. We're, none of us are going back. And by that, I mean, we may go back to jobs and lives and whatever, but we are not going back at this, as the same people. I really deeply believe that this experience is shifting all of us and growing all of us. And while it is painful in many, many ways, and there is suffering in many, many ways, it's also a birth. We are, we are getting back to our values. We're getting back to what's true for us. You're, we are getting back to who we really are. You know, we lived in a world that was so busy, so out of control, so focused on so many things. 
this pandemic has had some some good things. So I wouldn't look at I don't want to go back. What I've asked you is, what do you want to go forward to? What do you want to go forward? What do you want to do? What would you dream of doing? What would you dream of doing if there were no limits? And let's let's start creating from there. So that that would be my first thought. Yeah. I mean, she, she has a choice. Everybody has a choice, right? I mean, if you really are facing a, a job behind a desk at eight hours, of course, I have a desk that goes up and down and I can dance. <laughs> uh, so she might look into getting a standing desk or a treadmill desk. Uh, I knew a woman who ran the church up the street had a treadmill desk and she'd walk while she was doing her work. But yeah, there's always a choice. Don't feel like you have to do this or that. I mean, this might be the pandemic might be her wake up call that mm. maybe counseling online is her is her next step, her next phase that she's already started. And, and maybe there is no going back after that. I, I believe that. I don't believe any of us are going back. You know, I believe we're we're going forward as changed people. And it is this opportunity. It is this choice point. You can start your whole life over again. What do you want now? Right. And again, we're still in this pandemic, unfortunately. So you have plenty of time to think about it, be with it. And most of us, we're healing as we're going. So you're not even going to be the same person by the time that happens. Oh, my dear. It's hard for me to to think about it going on much longer. I'm such a social person. Um, man, it's hard. Mm -hmm. I miss the live concerts the most. The live mm -hmm. shows. Poor entertainers. What do you say? We could take another question. Um, here's one. Another focus on. Let's let's get us ready here to put this big question up. Um, oh, let's see. It doesn't show the whole thing, but um, his question. Oh, I wish I could show the second part. Um, so he says, how to balance. Uh, of the focusing on the painful realities, such as the suffering of a year that this was, being awake to its darkness versus seeking the bright side of it as a means to finding solutions. Mm. So a balance. I get, I get what, I think I hear what you're saying. Um, I think that, first of all, I really appreciate it. Um, I appreciate the, the thought about not necessarily just jumping into let's find the bright side let's find the right you know because people do that well meaningly we do that right um and i think what you're saying is for many of us there is suffering for many of us there is grief for many of us there is loss but i think feeling those things i think what you're saying is that if we dare to feel these things and if we dare to have a kinder relationship with ourselves, and we go all the way into these feelings and we and we learn from them and we grow from them and we become different because of them. Because again, uh, sometimes grief is a way to joy. But, but what I'm hearing you say, or I think what the question is, is uh, not so much about slapping a, a happy interpretation on something too soon, right? We will get there. That is the yeah. focus. That is where we're going. But, but initially, if you're in pain or there is suffering, Again, it is maybe, God forbid, learning how to grieve and learning how to be with things and learning how to be comforted and maybe hiring a coach or a counselor or a minister or whoever or finding a friend or, or a black lab, you know, or whatever you need, um, you know, to go through it. Because I deeply know that anything that is really felt but not judged 
but not judged, that's right? Not the key, right? That was the Kills key you. that in Tama's book, um, Thriving Through Uncertainty, here it is again. Um, that was one of the keys I remember, which I loved is, you know, don't beat yourself up for feeling bad about things. And if you can think about it without judgment, that was one of your key points. Mm -hmm. And it's, and like you said, it's hard. You know, we, when I say judgment, like we all go, how long is this going to last? And why can't I get it right? And other people have a great life or they're thriving. Why aren't I like all those crazy thoughts, but if it's, it's almost that, if we can create a safe space for ourselves of, and not a victim space either, right? Not a, just a dwelling in it and telling the same story over and over and over. Um, as much as it's really feeling, and I want to be with you. I want to hear it. I want to feel it. And I want to know that there's something on the others. What can we do now? Where is this leading us now? Anything that's not judged, there's a truth in it. There's an intelligence in it. It, it moves us somewhere. So um, thank you for asking such a deep question. Yeah, Adrian. I wonder where where are you from, Adrian? Are you there still? Uh, because I was gonna, I'm giving away, um, I'm giving away three books, uh, three good news books to my three favorite questions. Mm. And so, if anyone else has a question online, throw it up in the comments. Um, I've already got you know enough. Um, people that I can give them to. But I'm wondering if a Adrian, since your name is, you know, you might be living out of the country or something, but um, we can, I got another question um, on in, in advance. And that is about teenagers going through this. Hmm. How can the parents and families and communities of teens be supportive and helpful of their opportunity of the teens opportunities, opportunities to grow into their best? You're hmm. a mom, right? Aren't you? No, I'm no, I'm not. Oh, you're no. not. Okay, no. I am, but yeah, no. But I get asked that question a lot. <laughs> I have a lot of clients who are parents, and you uh -huh. know, one one of the hardest things, and no parent likes this, but you know, we're always trying to heal our kids, heal our kids, heal our kids. Let's heal us. Let's heal us, right? Like you know, if I'm in crazy fear, that's not when I should be talking to my child. Right. And yeah. so it's almost like so um, I teach uh, A Course in Miracles. Some of you may be familiar with it. It's a uh, it's not my it's a international uh, program of living love instead of fear. It's a spiritual program. And one of the things that it teaches, there's a concept called true empathy, true empathy. And what that is, is I empathize with your strength, not your weakness. I empathize with your strength, not your weakness. So if I'm talking to my teens, I'm building their strength. I'm building their capacities. I'm building their, you know, they're going to share all their insecurities and what's not working. And I'm going to say, I know who you are. I know what you've got in you. I know blah, blah. And so again, building that strength. And also what I would say, you know, how we were talking before about non-judgment. Um, can we create a space of non-judgment, which is hard, you know, as parent, I'm sure, or as any intimate mm -hmm. of for our child to feel anything or say anything and encourage them to follow what gives them energy, what makes them move. You know, I mean, I, Absolutely. you know, I grew up in a family that did not see it that way, you know, like of I, I wanted to write and I grew up in an Orthodox Jewish family that was, you're going to write, you're going to starve, you know, and so like, <laughs> would never, exactly. never, never allow my desires to come out, uh, which is why I think my whole life happened, right? Because they came exactly. out later and now it's my most important thing. So well, I'm curious what you would say, Jerry. Well, one of the things that struck me is that um, a lot of tea, is to give them more freedom 
in their lives, uh, especially around the house where you are seeing them do homework or whatever. I think the teens would need more freedom because so many freedoms have been taken away from them during the pandemic. And they're already boxed in a little bit. Um, And so giving them more freedom, not having such rigid time schedules, um, like, is it really... I know when my son was in sixth grade, um, I asked myself because I heard the question posed by another parent, um, is this more important than the relationship that you have with the child? Mm. So I was, I was getting angry with him over homework. And I thought, is the, isn't, isn't the relationship with him more important than um, getting on him about it? So I think especially I can imagine now they're all grown up and he turned out great, by the way. (laughs) I gave my kids a lot of freedom and they all um, are more self-motivated from that um, from that gift that I gave them. So, yeah, that's what I would say is uh, give them more freedom to 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 do to to be who they want to um, because they're having so much taken away from them, you know. Mm. So um, what's the biggest lesson you've learned that you want people to walk away from um, in your coaching business? My coaching business. In, in, especially in this, you know, pandemic. Sure, sure. Um, you know, I think, I think the biggest thing always is, you know, I'm always helping people realize that their desires, their dreams, that what they really, really want isn't frivolous. It's, you know, it isn't like, oh, that's stupid or that's whatever. I think it's imperative. And I think that, again, when I said that there's always a path inside you, that very often we're looking so much for answers and answers and linear answers. But again, sometimes the answers are coming up sideways or as breadcrumbs of, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with my career, but I feel like calling my sister. I don't know what I'm going to do about my marriage, but, you know, I've always wanted to walk by that one antique shop, right? So it's about learning how to listen to and follow that inner voice. I mean, if I could give anybody anything during this time or any time, I'd want to help them really or remind them that they already have some brilliant inner instincts and it will take them anywhere and everywhere if they start listening to it. That would be my, that would be my first thing. How about you? You know, um, I forgot to answer Lizette's question, so I'm going to do it now. I hope I don't offend anyone. Oh, not that one. Thank you, Lizette. Um, this one, where is it? It's, um, Oh, I saw it about comments. Chris, yeah. How do you two, well, it's not you, but how do you tolerate the horrible comments that still pop up on such good news stories? You know, um, Chris, I wanted to do a comedy show about the behind the scenes, um, behind the scenes at GNN, because it's it's really kind of hysterical that, um, that we're just trying to bring, you know, bring the good news, but there is, there's so much, people automatically go to the negative. They'll say, but this, but, but that, you know, there'll be a piece of good news right in front of them. Oh, I wish I could think of an example. Um, but it, uh, it, 
but they'll they'll see it and then they'll go right to commenting about something that's very thinly related, but it's something negative. You know, they really do. They go right. Is there some kind of natural preponderance to do that? Do you think, Tama? Oh, there really is actually. They actually they've done studies that way that like we are um, hardwired not to think positively. You know, science has shown it's like almost like this evolutionary instinct of don't get too comfortable because that, you know, saber toothed tiger can find you, you know, evolutionary. And and a lot of us who are daring to live alternative lives, who are daring to use our precious minds and resources to focus on what we can do and to focus on shifting this world and changing this world and healing this world, we have to work doubly hard to focus our minds on the positive. And um, I think many of us have been called Pollyanna or unrealistic. And for me, it's what you said, Sherry, it's, it's that I am, I am daring to choose the focus of, of my lifetime and I'm daring to be a proponent of something else. Of course there's suffering, of course there's challenges, of course nobody is negating the pain it's mm -hmm. just that we are we're looking at what does work, what has worked, yeah. what can work, and how do we build on that? We know what doesn't work. We know what isn't working, yeah. right? We we got plenty of news stations for that. We got we got plenty of this stuff. That's why Jerry's work is amazing because yeah, yeah, like um, you know, we'll put something up about someone giving. Uh, well, Dolly Parton recently gave a million dollars to um, fund coronavirus research, mm -hmm. and her money went to this Moderna vaccine um and right away right away in the comments oh she got a tax deduction and i see that one all the time whenever a billionaire or millionaire gives money to something and we're highlighting it they go well they got a tax deduction and so they go right to the negative so but um chris hey. i uh yeah. Somebody can give me a million dollars and take that tax deduction anytime. I'm fine yeah. with that. I'm good with yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, it's really, uh, yeah, they, they need to look at where their focus goes right away. Can't they land on a, a piece of good news and appreciate it and, and know that these people are doing well? And But um, yeah, it's it's hard sometimes, but um, we, we love, Facebook has a hide button so we can hide comments. So... <laughs> I have to get right in there and moderate a lot of times and spend a lot and, too much time. And the one thing I will say is that, you know, I, I sometimes will get negative posts on, on my Facebook page as well. And, you know, other social media I do. And I have to remember, cause it's hard, right? Like you said, it's just hard or it's, you know, or sometimes it's personal to you, right? They'll like attack you or something. And I always have to remind myself that person is in pain. The only person who attacks somebody else, that person is in pain. I, I wish they'd be in pain somewhere else and not on my Facebook page, but that person is in pain. That's good. Right? That's good yeah. advice right there. That's some good advice right there. You never know what, what a person's going through and, and they never learn to look at the positive. Um, oh, thank you, Joy. Here, here, Joy says, no, let's say. If I did not focus on the positive, I would drown. You know, I think some of us are like that, Joy. I love the sand dollar in your icon. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think the real sensitive type of people are it's sort of a niche audience for me. Um, we, we really can't stay. Well, um, Christian Northrup, the surgeon, the famous uh, women's doctor and surgeon said, 
our bodies, our nervous systems were not designed to take in all the negative stuff around the world every day, you know, and hear it on the news. We just weren't built for it. So I think a lot of us <laughs> delete it, Sandra says. Oh. You, you know, and, I, and I'll say something about that, that thing about being an empath or focusing on the positive. You know, uh, when I first started my work in, like started doing my dreams and being a writer and I, I found that I could not handle, like you said, the, the negative news stories continuously or negative people. And then I started asking myself, well, am I just being unrealistic? Am I just being in denial? Am I hiding my head under the sand? And, and I'm a very logical girl, you know, I'm a previous attorney. And I finally realized, <laughs> I finally realized for me, it was just good logic. I finally realized I cannot serve this world and do anything good in this world. If I bury myself in the negative and I'm one more person who's in pain and suffering and negative, but when I take care of myself and, and take in what I can take in, I can be a force for something else. I can be a voice for something else. I can do something useful in this world. So I would always say to anybody, by their fruits, you shall know them, right? Meaning look at whatever your behaviors are, does it yield good results? If you're more, if you're more empowered and you can take more actions or you can love your children more, I'd say keep going. If it does disempower you, then I'd, then I'd make a different choice. Yeah. I mean, you know, after I after I started focusing on the positive in the late 80s, um, I had for decades, I had no my whole family, no crime, no health problems. We've we, we had abundance. We had joy. I mean, it just attracted more good to me. And I believe in it. Sorry, mm -hmm. guys. Mm -hmm. um, so how so, Tama, how can people stay in touch with you and join your community? Oh, um, well, first of all, the mothership, Um, And actually for this community, I wanted to offer a free gift of just uh, uh, one of my most popular webinars that was really, really uh, very, very helpful was called um, Dare to Decide. And it's about making the best decisions of your lifetime, no matter what's going on. And so I just thought I'm going to give that away for free here because I, I love oh this gosh. audience and I just oh, feel really great. I felt so grateful for the work you guys are doing. So if anybody wants that free webinar, just go to Tamakee com T-A-M-A-K-I-E-V as in Victor, E-S.com forward slash and the word dare. And that'll take you to a secret page that gets you to get oh, the webinar for wonderful. free. So thank and you. Then and then also, please join me on my social media outlets as well. I'm on Facebook. Get on there. I do some Facebook lives also, and uh, Instagram, and all the all the usual suspects. So join me out there. But but um, especially if you can get on my newsletter list because um, we do digital fortune cookies that come out once a week to keep you inspired. Just a nugget to keep you inspired. So um, oh, those would be cool. the best. I'm ways. also I'm also gonna I'm gonna get your book, your 365 days book. Yes, it's called I The Year Without Fear. A year without fear. Yeah, I'm going to get that. My, I was reading this other book and I did two years of it, you know, and I thought, I, I got to get a new one. So That's I'm awesome. Get that too. People have yeah. loved that book. I'm really grateful to have been here. And for all of you who are listening and all of you who are daring to support things like this or fill your minds and capacities with things that are good, we are making a difference on the planet at this time. Every yes, time you are. fill your mind with something good and you are a resource for someone else, I'm so grateful for all of you. So I, I likewise am wishing you so much thriving, so much good, and be the be the one who dares to be 
good. Be the one, be the one who dares to do something positive, to smile at people, to fill your hearts with love, to, to follow your callings, your dreams. Support Jerry and this amazing nice. work she does. Oh. Support me. What the heck? Of uh, Support the people you love. Support the people you love. And most of all, support yourself. So thank you so much. And hope all your days are thriving with good news. Bye, everyone.